Hey ladies, how you doing out there, you gangsters and you senior citizens of the world? I just want to let you know that I'm here. I'm starting my new podcast with Anchor. It's free, so I thought, why not give it a try? There's creation tools there that allow you to edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute my podcast, so it will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, at home. During the coronavirus epidemic, this is where we're going to be. So, it's a mandatory call to action that we... Take anchor. What you have on this right here? You believe in God? Nothing without it. Another just a little snippet from the interview with Snoop Doggy Dog. I was just looking at the follow the, the views. I didn't even know I had a million views. Let me get this cracking. There have been dozens of civil rights workers in the last two years. The chief suspects are the century-old vigilantes of the South, the hooded masked knights of the Ku Klux Klan. In almost every civil rights murder case, an admitted Klansman has been involved. But the Klan repeatedly says it's innocent. Southern juries almost always agree. This week, they acquitted Klansman Collie Leroy Wilkins of the murder of Viola Liuzzo, as in the past they had freed the accused killers of Medgar Evers, Emmett Till, and scores of other terrorists over the years. To our seven-day studio in Toronto then came Calvin Cray, Grand Dragon of Georgia, United Clans of America, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan and his partner, George Sly. They talked with Robert Hoyt. As they sit down in their green and white hooded robes with You are the Grand Dragon of the Klan in Georgia? That's correct. That's the highest office in Georgia? That's correct. About how many members would you say there are in Georgia? Or is this... Well, that's a secret. We would never give that information out. You would say it's a substantial number? That's correct. But do you feel like you have some God-given right or responsibility to make sure that this race-mixing doesn't happen? Well, um, first of all, uh, I certainly believe that the white man is superior to the Negro. Let's look at the American Negro. Are you superior to a man like Martin Luther King or a man like Ralph Bunch? Well... The, the average American Negro morally is, uh, is very lower than a white man. You've probably talked with a number of Negroes about problems like this. That's correct. Do you have any hesitancy at all about uh, doing these things? No, sir, I do not. I have no animosity or ill will in my heart for any man. But we have a young man in the studio tonight uh, named James Bevel, who is director for the Alabama Project for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. But I wondered uh, if you wouldn't mind sitting down and talking with him about the same kinds of things that we're talking about here. Well, uh, I don't, I don't think... Well, I'd like to get your ideas and his. 
Well, uh, I don't think his idea is mine. I mean, that's not what we come up here for, you know. I, I don't think it would be of any value to either one of us. Well, let me introduce you. Uh, we'll talk about this first for a few minutes. This is uh, the Reverend James Bevel. This is Mr. Calvin Craig, Mr. George Sly. Reverend Bevel, I know that you've spent most of your life in this, fighting civil rights causes and dealing with the problems. I'm sure there have been times when you thought that if you could talk to the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan man to man, it might solve a few problems. Are there any things that you'd like to ask Calvin Craig? Well, uh, on several occasions I've had the chance to speak to Klan members. And I think probably the main problem is, historically, a lot of the Klan members don't know how the race situation in the South even started. I think that our motives are misunderstood the civil rights movement and what we're trying to achieve in terms of our goals and aims. Reverend Bevel, Mr. Craig was telling me about all the things the Klan had done for the Negroes in, the, in Georgia and the South generally. And I had the impression from talking with you that uh, you felt the Negro might still have some grievances in Georgia. Well, I think one, uh, for instance, the Klan, I don't know about the, uh, we were told about the historical development of the Klan and how and why the Klan came into being. I don't know, maybe the Klan is becoming nonviolent, but in the past there were originally an organization based to terrorize the Negro people around the question of the right to vote. Uh, do you know of any incident where I've been or the Klan has been involved in denying citizens the right to vote in that state? Yes, I do. Would you be glad to point it out? Yes, Tarot County. Terrell County. I worked in Terrell County 1961-62. The Klan was involved? Yes, in fact, where churches were burned in a, a place where I was speaking at. Um, did they arrest those Klan was involved, or, or did you assume it was the Klan? No, 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 it was the Klan. Could I break in here for one moment? Being the uh, Titan and the organizer of the South Georgia area, there was not a Klan unit in 75 or 100 miles of that, that county, Terrell County. It hadn't been in four years. Is that right? You're speaking of Dawson, Georgia, am I correct? Terrell County. Terrell County. There was not a Klan unit in 150 miles of Terrell County. Uh, if you have evidence, if, if you have evidence where a Klansman was involved in burning churches, uh, have you turned that evidence over to the FBI? No, I don't turn evidence over to the FBI. Oh, but you do have evidence of it. Yes. If you thought, if I burn your church and I'm a Klansman, you know I'm a Klansman. You wouldn't turn me over to the FBI? No. But you're not a citizen. I'm a citizen. You wouldn't be a Christian. No, I've been shot at personally by members of the Klan. They shot at my car. I didn't turn them over. Can you identify those? What, the man who shot at me? Will you identify them to me? The man who shot at me? Klansman. Identify the Klansman. Yeah, uh, Horace Manusa, St. Augustine, for instance. Well, Horace Manus is not a member of the United Clan of America. I mean, I cannot even... Well, what, what, what member was he a clan? Well, I don't know, but he's not a member of the United Clan of America. So he's not a member of your clan, but he is a clansman. Well, I don't know whether he is or not. I don't even know the man. Well, he stated, you know, that he was. Well, you see, on these churches, you stated that these churches were burned down by clansmen. No, I didn't say I know who burned the churches. I said the people who, in fact, invaded the meetings, terrorized the people, and intimidated the people. Well, identified clansmen. Yes. A and you said you had knowledge of their identity. Yeah. Will you identify them before the FBI? No, because 
I'll tell you why we weren't particularly interested. What do you think you're doing right as a citizen that's supposed to be law-abiding, law-upholding? If you have any information on any man who violated the law, regardless of whether he's white or colored, don't you think it's your right, you're, you're more or less compelled to turn him over to the law enforcement agency? No, I, I may or I may not. But let me say, in the Georgia situation, in the Southwest... Would you be willing to go before a grand jury and identify these people? In other words, I'm all for identifying any person who violates the law, irregardless of whether they're a colored man or a white man, or whether they're NAACP or Klan, or, or they belong to another fraternal. If you have such information, if you have such knowledge, I urge you to go before the FBI or the grand jury, and I assure you that I can have one of them contact you for such information. Okay, well, let, me, let me tell you why we did not. Oh, did you feel now? No, 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 no. Oh, did you feel that? Let me tell you why we did not. Number one, we felt we knew in order to effectively deal with the terror and the murder were perpetrated by the Klan, we had to get the right to vote. Now, you must admit, in the state of Georgia, where Negroes, for instance, got the right to vote, the Klan lost its effectiveness in perpetrating violence against people. You know, we talk in a very civilized way, and you can say that the business of race mixing is a cliche. But in this man's mind, and in this man's mind, that's a fact. And it's something that makes him, in some way or another, hate you. Now, I've certainly been to enough. I'd like to, Is that I'd, true? I'd like to point, I'm more concerned to tell you that I don't hate the Negro. Mm-hmm. There's no hate. Well, I've got some of the finest friends, I guess, that there's, belongs to the Negro race. But what I want to ask but you... But you do say the Negro is inferior. I haven't said that. Do you say you that? You never have heard me say it. All right, well, I just heard Craig say it. Do you believe the same? Well, I'd say some. Some are inferior to some whites. But you don't think it's a case of racial inferiority. That's the point. Let me, uh, let me get back to... What I want to ask him, I want to ask, uh, this is a question, you know, about as far as inferiority or inferior races. Um, there's inferior types of people in all races, regardless. And I'm not actually able to determine uh, which one would be superior to the other one. I know uh, intellectually some of them are superior. Educationally speaking, why some of them are superior. All right, I've been... You have people in your race that would be far superior to some in my race. But as far as me hating the Negro, I don't. But I want to ask him this one thing. Glenn talks about protecting the sanctity of the white race. What does that mean? Well, he 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 wants to... Uh, I don't know. What does it mean? His... Protect the sanctity of the white race. To educate them, in a way. Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, more so than from the colored uh, person. They don't fear the colored person. Uh, I think Reverend Bevel here uh, said something to, uh, something to come to mind. Uh, but I'm only uh, only one question I want to ask him, though. We'll get back to this. Uh, I've been in a clan since 19 and 20. Uh, how many years would that be? Uh, about 45. All right, now. And for 40 years, I was active. Of course, the past five years, I'm more or less retired. I go out occasionally just to... I have a degree team. I travel throughout the Southland to initiate new candidates. But you spoke of mass murder. Tell me just in one instance where there's ever been any mass murder created by the Klan. Oh, well, go through history. Can you tell me just one instance? Well, I can't give you one instance. I can't recall documents, but I do have a book of activities of the Klan, the lynching of Negroes, the burning of Negroes. I had an uncle from Duck Hill, Mississippi. Now, you'd reckon the Klan did that? Yes, they came out in their robes. 
Uh, Reverend, that goes way back. Let's Mom, leave well, that for now. That was my lifetime. We need to come back out of civil hey, war. Hey, you know, burning churches, and I asked you to identify them, and you refused. So to there's me, there's no you know, point identifying clan members to clan jury. Not in the South. There's no point. Well, right, what I have to give to you a little while ago, there wasn't a clan, uh, there wasn't a clan man in 150 miles of that place, and I got a receipt at home where I donated twenty-five dollars to one of those churches. And I'd like to say one more thing. The schoolhouse was burned in my county, and the first thing was said, the Klan road, the Klan's right. They probably burned the schoolhouse. So just recently convicted a Negro boy. They sent him off for 10 years. He admitted burning the school when he was caught at school. All right, let's maybe stay with the cliches if that's where they are. But you keep telling us how you love the Negro and how you have nothing against him. I Negro. didn't say I loved him. I respect the nigger and his place in society, just like I hope he respects me in mine. All right, as far as the clans roll. What do you mean by your place? What do you mean by I'm a Christian man. I go to church. I take part in all civic affairs in my county. And I don't try to persecute anybody. I don't take part in any controversy between your race and my race. You know, you keep telling me that the clan is just a fun-loving group of boys who go out to help the cause of the Negro. Except they don't want them to get a job. Now, why don't you want them to get a job? What do you mean when you say that? No, 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 no. I, I challenge any man to tell me what Klansman. Well, if you just yes. tell me what you mean when you say... Well, uh, say we want to keep our jobs. I, I didn't say I want to take his job. You want to keep your job, or you want to keep the Negro from getting your job? Well, naturally, I'd like to see every Negro in America work. I mean, I'd like to see everybody. What makes you think a Negro is after your job? Well, I, I mean, that's, that's always been it. Well, I don't know that's always been it. Uh, I mean, you say that's always been it. What makes you think a Negro is after your job or the job of any other white man in Georgia? Well, first of all, uh, let me make a point of what we're trying to do in Georgia. Just one answer. What makes you think there is one Negro in the whole state of Georgia who wants your job? Well, he's a nigga can't have my job. I'm not worried about that. Why can't he get your job? Why can't he get my job? I'm the leader of the clan. He's got to be white. He's not white, so he can't get in. Why can't he get in if he's not white? Why, why can't he get in? Well, why can't I get into the B'nai B'rith? No, no, no. Why can't he get into the clan? Well, he's got to be white. What else has he got to be? Uh, he's got to be native-born. Uh, why, why, why can't I get into the B'nai B'rith? Well, the Anti-Defamation League, the Knights of Columbus, because I can't qualify. Calvin, Bevel here has laid out a program. He says, in effect, we need your help. What are you going to say? Are you going to help him? Are you going to join Martin Luther King and help them? You get President Johnson to get the Klan leaders and the Negro leaders together on that Civil Rights Commission, and you will eliminate all this violence. You will eliminate all this hatred among the white people, which we have repeatedly asked for. In the state of Georgia, let me tell you something. Just a minute, Calvin. Why don't we just think about the fact that you're saying that we got to sit down and talk together when you're heading an organization as the Grand Dragon in Georgia with his green hat, and you're saying, we don't want any niggers in our organization. We don't even want to talk to them. Well, how are you going to sit down at the conference table and talk to them if you won't even let them in your organization? Well, that's like this. Oh, the clan is a fraternal organization. Just like he might belong to some nigger fraternal I can't belong to. Well, that organization A is fraternal organization that I can't belong to. Never mind. That organization, nevertheless, is dedicated to protecting white supremacy. To protecting, as you call it, the integrity of the white race. Well, if we go right back to what he was talking about... Is that true or not? Well, sure it is. What integrity? The integrity you cultivated the last hundred years. Why won't you let them in? Well, why do they commit so much crime? Why are there so many on welfare in Atlanta, Georgia? Oh, come on, that's because... Oh, do you think... All right, I mean, let's there's just a say, job waiting. Calvin, 
Uh, most of them would just sit at home and, and draw on the welfare check. Calvin, we're almost out of time. Uh, hollering for civil rights on one hand and uh, handing out the other hand for the welfare right, check. let's just say, let's and say. And the only way we're going to deal with this is, is bring it to the conference table to, to actually look for a workable solution for, for full, employment. full employment. Calvin, will you wait just one minute because we're almost out of time. You're saying that the reason you won't let them in is because he's illiterate and he's responsible for crime and he's all these things. All right, let's just say somehow, by some miracle, a Negro manages to pull himself up and he's literate and he's got a lower crime rate than you've got. Then will you let him in the Klan? No, sir. Why not? Because it's in the bylaws. Oh, bylaws. You can change bylaws, can't you? Well, you see, it's like if I can't carry out the laws of my organization, then I will leave that organization. It's like if I can't uphold the laws of the United States government, I will leave the country. I'm sure he obeys the laws of his organization. Why don't you want to let him in? Why do the bylaws say that? Why won't you let him in? Because the membership passed those bylaws. I know, but why don't you want them in? Do you want them in the clan? No, sir, I do not. Why? Because I feel they have their own order. They have their own organizations. They have a right to operate and run their organizations as they see fit. You know, in one way or another, we're all members of the human race. That's correct. We gotta live day by day. Most of us, Try to figure what's the most sensible way to spend your time. You know, we just don't want to waste it. And I think the point that Bevel here is making is that there's an awful lot of misery in the world, some of which affects black people, some of which affects white people. And you can't understand why, as an intelligent white man, you spend your time promoting an organization that doesn't know what kind of integrity it's protecting, when it's protecting some kind of white integrity, when instead you should be focusing on the big problems, on the real problems. Well, I have offered what I think is a solution is to sit the Negro leaders and the Klan leaders down at the conference table and find out what, what the problems are, find out where these poverty conditions exist and, and try to eliminate them like I did in Georgia. Why didn't you call this meeting together in 1960 when you became the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan in Georgia? Well, I mean, 1960. Uh, Why didn't you call it? Well, the Reverend Bevel over here was just a little man on the totem pole, just like I was. Why didn't you call? In 1960, you were the Grand Dragon. Why didn't you call the meeting yourself? I've repeatedly asked. I asked Senator Leroy Johnson. Why ask somebody else to do it? Why don't you do it? Well, I can't do it. Why can't you? You can send out invitations. You can issue press releases by the gallon. Well, can you ask the governor? Uh, I asked the governor for a public statement. I asked the President of the United States to do it. But you haven't done one thing as an individual or as the Grand Dragon of the Klan to actually promote this kind of social intercourse with Negroes in your own state or your own city. When you appeal to the Negro leaders, when Have you... Have you done one thing? When you appeal to the Negro leaders, when you appeal to the governor, when you appeal to the President of the United States, how further can you go? I think you're doing a great job of appealing and a very poor job of calling together a group of people. We've got one agreement here. Reverend Bevel, you have made the statement publicly here that you know the identity of the people that have burned the churches down in Terrell County. No, I know, sir. I knew the, the identity of the people who burned the churches. In fact, I know the people who terrorized the meetings and intimidate people. I thought you said churches now. All right. I believe we check back on the record. I'm sorry, it is over now. But I still say that we have a basis for some kind of conference, some kind of desire to work together. I think we all want to be optimists. I don't know if we're being realists. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know, but uh, I could tell that everyone's falling away against me in this run. I, I don't know well, anymore. I think that maybe you two ought to shake hands on the fact that you're going to have this conference right now. Maybe this might be the way. No, no, no. Why don't you reach out and shake his hand? No, that's pretty desperate. And when you're back in Atlanta, then... Yeah, you're... at the conference table. Listen, you... Listen, we'll both be fighting against poverty. I won't be fighting against white people. You won't be 
fighting against Negro. But you gotta have a meeting first before you do that. No, you know? no, no. Listen, why, why don't you shake his hand? Are you afraid to? No, 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 it ain't that. Are you afraid to shake his hand? No. Well, then why don't you do it? You know, you're a very good-looking man. I didn't know he was with all that stuff on. All right, listen, you guys. Listen, <laughs> you got a pretty funny hat, too. Are you going to shake on this fact that we got a deal here? Listen, I think, you know, you brought me up here. I think you owe me for this. Now, you know? listen, I want to understand that you have, you want to hold a conference to solve these problems. I repeatedly and, asked. And, and I want to know if you're going to do it or you're just going to talk much. about it. I repeatedly asked. I think that you two should shake hands on the fact you've got a deal here. And then get together back in Atlanta. You know, I think what you're doing is you're trying to throw shame on him. Oh, and shame you're on to both of throw you. Throw shame just, on me. Just shake it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Grand Dragon of they Georgia, thanks to the Ku Klux Klan. He told us he rather liked that he'd shake his hand. Good night. Exactly.